Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Happy 70th birthday to the one and only Sting, who's won countless Grammys as both a solo artist and with his band, The Police. We spoke in 2019 when he brought his original musical, The Last Ship, to National Theater in Washington, D.C. Stay tuned to the end because he pulled out his guitar and started singing. Thanks so much for joining us, sir. It's nice to be back in D.C. Uh, I actually was at the National Theater in 88 in the Three Penny Opera playing Mac the Knife, so it's a, it's a bit of a pilgrimage for me. Well, I didn't know that. Me- elaborate on that. <laughs> 85, I, I was one year old, so memories uh, memories of playing that real fast. It was over here at National Theater, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was great. I mean, I had a lovely time here. We were here for, I think, two weeks. I remember George Bush Sr. coming to see the show. And he remembered it when I when I met him year, years later. So uh, no, I have very fond memories of being in the town. That's awesome. Um, but of course, uh, the last ship. It started. Uh, I just want to remind our listeners. I'm, I, I have to always assume that maybe there's someone on the radio listening that doesn't know anything about it. So it uh, it started. I think it, it premiered in Chicago, right? Then took it to New York. Won a, got nominated for a couple Tonys there in 2015. Um, how excited are you to to now have a, a you know a, a national tour? Where where are we on? Where's the stop on the tour? Um, we we begin the tour in Los Angeles. Um, for we're playing there for a month, and we're in San Francisco. Then we come to D.C. and then we go to Detroit, which I'm very excited about because I I feel the people of Detroit will it will resonate with them probably more than anywhere else because it's a story about what happens to a community when industry is taken away. And it's it's a story about community. Um, it's a very personal story to me. It's about my hometown. Uh, I watched this happen. Uh, it, there but for fortune, I would have worked in that shipyard. Um, I became a singer instead. I'm very happy to do that. But it, it's a very personal, very emotional story for me. Yeah, so you kind of alluded to it. But uh, obviously, um, like you mentioned, based on your childhood, growing up in Walsend, England, in the shipyards, um, Jackie White, the main character. How how much of that is actually you know based on on like what are there any elements of that that you know are are pulled from you or is he sort of just you know uh, an amalgamation of a bunch of different things? Well, up? he's the foreman of the shipyard and he's an amalgamation of, of people I knew, uh, including my own father and including myself. You know, I, I'm a kind of foreman in a way. I'm a band leader. Um, from a working class background. So there's a lot I, I can draw upon, a lot of resources I can draw upon. So Jackie White is, uh, is, is my avatar in this. 
uh, run down the the quick the quick premise, like I said, in case any of our listeners, you know, maybe they missed it on Broadway. You know, you know, explain Jackie's situation at the outset and his journey. You know, Jackie White has worked in the shipyard since he was a kid, since he was fourteen, his entire life. And they've built the biggest ships in the world. They're immensely proud of the work they've done. Their identity as a community is is completely wound up with with what they do. And then economic um, theories come in and say, oh, okay, the bottom line is more important. We have to close the shipyard and throw the entire community on the scrapyard, the scrap heap. And for me, that's a very abstract uh, mathematical thing, you know, where, you know, the value of community is, is excised from the equation. And when that happens, economics is untenable. So my, my feeling is that community should really be put back into the equation, and that's what this place says. So many people, I mean, you mentioned Detroit, but, you know, so many people in America will be able to relate to that. Um, Brian uh, and, and, and what was it, John? Um, yeah, John Logan and Brian Yorkey. When did, how did you actually hook up with them? Did the book, did their, you know, did they start writing the book first? Or did the music and lyrics start coming to you and then you approached them and said, hey, I think I got something? You know, I, I wrote most of the songs and I had the arc of the story that the, the shipyard would close and that the, the men would actually occupy the shipyard themselves and build their own ship. So this was my idea. Then I brought in two professional writers to, to make it, you know, work well and on top of that we have the the current director also wrote the, the new draft and and his name is Lorne Campbell so I had a lot of help it's a very you know theater is a very very collaborative uh, enterprise as you as you well know and uh, I've had a lot of very expert help so I'm very proud of this piece it's been evolving for the last seven years and continues to evolve and I'm very excited to bring it back to the National Theater you just mentioned that you know that you already sort of had the arc kind of coming to you. Where describe that? Is that like standing in the shower? You're going over this arc, you know, because you you know it's not like you said, "Hey, I want you to make a musical of Sting's greatest hits." And no, this is a whole new pro, you know endeavor for you. You know, I think I'm ideally placed to tell this story because I'm from that community. I was born and raised in that community, and then I left. And I think when you're exiled, you you have an uh, um, an object objectivity that perhaps you wouldn't have if you were still there. I'm a songwriter, I'm a storyteller, and so I was ideally placed to tell this story that hadn't been told before. And my intention was to honor the town that I came from, to honor the people I was brought up with, and also bring a message to the world that I think is, is necessary right at this point. I think we're in trouble because we've forgotten the value of community. I'll keep reiterating that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Take me, highlight a couple of the songs for me if you want. Um, let's go, uh, the opening number, Island of Souls. Uh, how did that one come to you? Explain the message you of know, that. Island of Souls was uh, originally on an album I made in 1990 called Soul Cages, which was really, it was my first uh foray into telling the story of my town. You won a Grammy for that. I, I won a Grammy for it. Uh, it was really about the death of my father, but also the death of the shipyard. So that was the first thing. And then I always thought it had a, a theatrical... Uh, there was something theatrical about it. Perhaps <laughs> one day as a, a dream of making it into a show. Uh, it was, you were thinking about that all I the way I was thinking about then? all the way back then. It took well. me a long time to figure it out. But uh, Island of Souls was, was the beginning of that. Uh, describe... describe um, just the the musicology of that. You know, you know it, it it tells the story of, of someone like me who leaves the town, who doesn't want to work in the shipyard, and goes out into the bigger world, and then returns to face his responsibilities uh, to his family, 
to his uh, his community and also to himself. And so he finds redemption by returning home, which is somewhat what I did. <laughs> and then right after that, after that big rousing opening, you know, after the opening number um, that hooks us, and then we go into all this time, right, is the next number. Now, that was actually, you, I'm sure our listeners will remember, that was a radio hit, you know, off of the same Soul Cages, right? Um, remind them what, what that's about. Isn't that also about the, dealing with the death of your father, right? Uh, you know, all this time is about many things. It's about the town. My time was quite uh, historic. You know, it was, it was the end of the Roman wall it's called war's end the emperor hadrian you know that was the end of the earth as far as he was concerned and then the vikings came and the the, the scottish and the english you know we, we were at war for a thousand years and our time was right in the middle of all that so it's, it's got a quite a historic thing also we we built the biggest ships in the world at the end of my street Literally, the, the largest vessels ever constructed on planet Earth were built in my town. So there's a great deal of pride there, a great deal of history, and all, all of this time is, 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 about, is about that continuity. I, you've always had the shit. I mean, I even remember when, when it came time for you to record a, you know, a holiday song, you did I Saw Three Ships, right? You always do the ship songs. Take, take me into the title song, because there's a part one and a part two in the show, right? Doesn't it come as like a reprise, too? But remind us the title. The last ship um, is, is, is the eponymous title of, of, the, of the play. <laughs> but um, it begins in um, downtown Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago and then winds its way to my town in contemporary times. I won't give it away, <laughs> but you know, a very important person comes to our town because there's a ship being launched. It used to happen a lot. When, uh, when they launched the big ship, they would invite you know, a dignitary or a member of the royal family, the queen came, the queen mother, the Duke of Edinburgh, and that was a big deal. But this song is about somebody much more important. Gotcha. <laughs> Not to give it away, but I think we MPP could maybe guess <laughs> based on those clues. Um, what's, the, what's the big number that takes us into intermission? You know, that's always a big, a big one. I'm trying to remember what it is. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it is the last it's ship. The last ship. Okay. It's the last ship. Song in a church. Gotcha. Um, and then what, uh, what, what number closes the show out? Um, the last ship closes the closes the, the show. The reprise. So it's uh, I think we have, it's it's a reprise, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, take me into. You said the show has evolved a little bit. Um, you said it continues to evolve, and a you lot. and you chuckled. <laughs> what, what what are some of the you know if 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 any of our listeners caught it on Broadway even what what are some of the differences now maybe story wise any characters removed that kind of thing. You know we we, we played in Toronto um, at the beginning of the year and some of the the Broadway cast came up and were watching from the balcony and their eyes were. Why? Because there was so much that was different. They were freaking out. <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> um, you know, we, we excised a, a couple of characters, and they, they became composites of other characters. Um, a character that was, was a boy is now a girl. I mean, there, there's some radical differences. Um, it's actually much more political now than it was. How so? Explain. It's, you know, it's, say it's about community. It's, it's about you know, social issues. And I think we're very upfront about what that is. Um, visually, because this is, you know, a theater spectacle here. We ha you have a rich, you know, you got the shipyards. My mind's auto automatically thinking of, you know, Brando on the docks and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. you, there's that rich. Um, talk about how that's visually created. When they come to National Theater, what are we going to yeah. see? Docks, ships, that kind well, of thing. It, well, it, it has an operatic scale. A shipyard is a vast thing. And we've managed to, to reproduce it with a production company called 59 Productions. Who were the people who put the, the uh, Apollo 11 onto the, onto the 
monument, you know, really? with, with projections. Yeah. So we recreate the dimension of a shipyard on the stage. It's very exciting. Through projections? <laughs> the projections, oh, wow. yeah. And describe... Um, uh, other visual elements like the the costumes, you know, what are we obviously the well the costumes garb, the, yeah. the costumes are, are contemporary. I'm not dressed as a rock star at all. I'm, I'm dressed as the foreman of the shipyard, <laughs> um, but they're contemporary to for the '80s. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, choreographer Stephen Hoggett choreographed this thing on Broadway. Who, is he st- is he torn with this or no? No, we we have an, another choreographer. You know, this thing is constantly evolving sure. and moving. Stephen did fantastic work. Um, but but the lady who did the choreography on this one just did the, the Bob Dylan musical. Um, oh, nice. I forgotten what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl from the North Country. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say I'm not there, but that was the movie. Um, awesome. Exp- explain sort of the, the choreography, the dance. You know, what sort of movements do we see here? Is it like you know, we have <laughs> falsies, snapping. You know, you know it, it's not chorus line. Obviously, right. they're shipyard workers, and so they they have to move in a way that that represents the way working people move. I'm not, it's not balletic, but nonetheless, it, it is choreography, and it's very expressive. So it's important that we, we show working people doing things that seem natural, and yet they are dance. Yeah. What have you, you know, you, you come from a complete, it's a related world, you know, of, of music and recording and touring on stage and everything, but what have you, you know, learned or been, I guess, most surprised by how hard or difficult a certain element of, of the theater is? Is it just the night in, night out, having to do it so many times? Or what surprised you most oh, about perf- theater? performing it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sort of used to it because yeah. I, I, I've, sure. been, I've been in Broadway musicals before and I've acted in, in film. I think the most surprising thing was in the, in the creation of it, how collaborative it is, how difficult it is, how difficult it is to advance narrative through song um, it's certainly not easy but it's been the most enjoyable the most challenging the most difficult the most exciting adventure of my creative life so I'm very proud to uh, to be showing it right now <laughs> <laughs> who else do we have in the cast uh, with you here and you want to dish on some of the stars here? we we have people who are local to my area mainly and uh, there's a great sort of pool of talent there I think I'm the only name on the cast I think that's right. But yeah. by the end of the run, who knows? We have some wonderful actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any, when, any, any cool feedback you've received, or you know, something, someone have come up to you either at the stage door or you know, on the street and saying, "Wow, that you know, that re- that part really knocked me out." You know, when uh, when we had a f- very early workshop in New York City uh, in 2014, Steven Spielberg came and said, "I love, I love this thing." You have to take this to the people. You have to take this out into the, you know, the field, if you like, and take it to the people. So um, that's what we're doing. We're taking it around America. We've taken it around Britain. We were in Canada earlier this year. And uh, I'm going to invite Stephen back to see what he thinks. Where, where do you think? Is he, you playing out in L.A. for him to come see it? Or? We're playing <laughs> for five weeks at the Amundsen in, in L.A. in January. So, yeah, he'll come. That's so cool. Um, do you want to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't realize that he was going to show up with a guitar today. <laughs> do you mind playing us a little bit? Sure, I'll play something. Okay. You ready? Go for it. It's all there in the Gospels. The Magdalene girl comes to pay her respects. But her mind is a whirl when she finds the tomb empty. 
The straw had been rolled, not a sign of a corpse. In the dark and the cold, when she reaches the door, sees an unholy sight. There's a solitary figure in a halo of light. He just carries on floating past Calvary Hill. In an almighty hurry, aye, but she might catch him still. Tell me where are you going, Lord, and why in such haste? That don't hinder me, woman. I've no time to waste, for they're launching a boat on the morrow at noon. And I have to be there before daybreak. Oh, I cannot be missing. The lads will expect me, why else would the good Lord himself resurrect me? For nothing will stop me, I have to prevail. Through the teeth of this tempest, in the mouth of a gale. May the angels protect us, if all else should fail. When the last ship sails, oh, the roar of the chains and the cracking of timbers. The noise at the end of the world in your ears, as a mountain of steel makes its way to the sea. And the last ship sails, when the last ship sails. Awesome. Thank you. Obviously, um, piggybacking off of that real fast in closing here, um, obviously some very spiritual themes in this show. Talk talk about how how important that was to you in, in crafting this. You, know, you got the stone ro- the stone rolling away. Lots of imagery there. You know, there's lots of religious imagery in in the the last ship. Uh, you know, I, I was brought up in a very religious community, and um, music became my my spiritual path. But I, I never forgot the imagery and the stories of the Bible, and so uh, there's, there's a lot of that in this play. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll leave it at that to have to, you know, everyone come see exactly what we're talking about because we don't want to spoil the play but, uh, or the musical. But thanks so much, Steve. This, this was an honor talking to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.